and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Coffee and Catholics crew. Um, just a short note before our episode starts. As many of you know, as you've been listening, we've been doing a series on the virtues. But this week, with it being Thanksgiving, we thought we would take a short break and do a shorter episode about the Eucharist. So if you've been listening to our series on the virtues, you can catch the last episode in two weeks. But for now, we hope you enjoy this shorter episode about Thanksgiving and the Eucharist. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! And we've been thinking about how the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. And we thought for today's episode, we would kind of do a short um, Thanksgiving special about what why we're thankful for the Eucharist. The Eucharist, to me, personally, is like the whole reason why I'm Catholic. I mean, it, it just is. Um, I know there's other religions that have communion and see it as a symbol, but at some point in my life, it was during a summer camp, um, I wasn't allowed to go to church. And the thing that was on my heart that I desired the most and missed the most about not being able to go to Mass was the Eucharist. Like, there's this huge desire on my heart to receive the Eucharist. It's the first time I was not allowed to receive the Eucharist, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, there's always, you know, times when we're in sin or whatever that we choose not to have the Eucharist. But I wasn't even allowed to go to Mass or anything. That changed later on. It's just the way that the camp has set up. The counselors were in charge of the children, and they didn't have it set up a different way for supervision. So I just couldn't leave then. And it was the first time that I've been separated, and there's this huge desire. And it was then that I realized this is the living body of Jesus. And even though I may have questioned some things that the church stances of the church in my life on and off and had to research those and figure that out myself. I always knew that I had to be Catholic. It, it's kind of like when Jesus asked his disciples, are you going to leave me too? And you're like, well, who else are we going to go to? And that's kind of how I felt like there are things that, I mean, even then they thought that's weird. Like, uh, and I, I, we don't understand you, but where else are we going to go? Because we know you're the Messiah. And I felt it was kind of that same um, thing. Like, I, I know I don't, agree, you know, agree with everything, but I, and I don't understand everything, but where else am I going to go? This is where Jesus is. This is where mm-hmm. the true presence of God is in the tabernacle and at the altar. Yeah, the Eucharist was for me the reason why I converted, but it's also. The Eucharist for me was the reason why I converted. Um, but for me, like I am, I am Catholic because not only of the Eucharist, that's a huge part of it. But for me, like it's the authority of the church that Christ laid down is just recognizing that this is the church that God created or that, that God, that Jesus founded. And therefore, if I trust Jesus and I don't think that he's, you know, a liar or a lunatic or whatever, 
then I'm going to follow him where he leads me. And he gave us the Eucharist and the church holds, um, you know, provides that Eucharist to us. It, it um, safeguards that truth for us. And just one thing that I just, I absolutely love about the Eucharist is just the manner in which we get to receive him. You know, like I used to think it was kind of weird what Catholics did, but <laughs> now knowing that the Eucharist, yes, it's, his, it's Jesus's body and it's his blood. It's also his soul and it's his divinity as his transformed body. Um, that is also God himself. And so when we consume him, he literally enters into us so that he can be as interior to us as humanly possible while also changing us spiritually. So it's changing us from the inside out. And it's such an amazing grace. Um, and I do think um, that there was a time in my life when I would receive, <coughs> but there was a time that I would receive that I would go to mass and mass didn't really have much for me. I was like, in terms of the way that I felt, I um, didn't feel like I was really getting much out of mass. And receiving the Eucharist, I would receive, but I would be kind of apathetic a lot. I'd be thinking about other things and just my mind wasn't really there. But after, you know, a, several conversion moments and just learning more, um, really learning that, you know, that, that when we go to Mass, you know, the, the Eucharist is kind of the climax of the Mass and getting to receive Jesus and how important that is and how amazing that is that he does that out of love for us, that he allows us to be, he allows us to touch him, to be that close to him. Um, and it started making a difference for me. Like, you know, mass wasn't really about me anymore so much. It was more about being there to worship God, not how worshiping God made me feel. It's about loving him, not how loving him might make me feel. And that's when I think the Eucharist, when I allowed myself to be opened up to that when God opened me up to that he gave me that those graces that um, I finally said yes to I started really experiencing the effects of the Eucharist mm -hmm. and he is absolutely effective he will work on your heart until you know you were willing and then he'll start really driving it home and um, that's one thing I'm, I, I love about the Eucharist that it's maybe the ultimate form of Jesus's love for us absolutely I would echo definitely what you said. The reason I'm Catholic is because of the Eucharist. Um, as a revert, a baptized Catholic who had no part in the Catholic Church till I was an adult, or sort of, if you can count college as adulthood, um, when I became convinced from research and from reading that the Eucharist was the true presence of God, that was the moment I ceased to be Protestant. I could no longer identify that way I could no longer say that I was even though I had no idea what I was getting into it didn't matter that was all that mattered and if that was true if it was truly true then the rest of it had to be true too and I'd figure it out <laughs> and so and that's kind of how I converted but I would say too everything that you said a million times over the transforming the efficacious power of God everything in my life I owe to the Eucharist anything good is because of, of his of his presence. But I love it for a different reason even than that. I love it because it's one more proof that God is not hiding from humanity. Mm. I feel like when I, 
the more I go in my faith, the deeper I go, the sadder I get when I hear people say, I just don't know the will of God for my life. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what his will is. I can't find him. I can't hear him. I've had people say that and it just devastates me because what a twisted lie that is. Everything that God has done from the moment he interacted with us, from the moment he blew into our bodies and made them alive, has been to reveal himself to us. And the Eucharist is the pinnacle, the summit of that. And not only did he go to all this trouble to reveal himself to us in every single way possible, he stays here on earth with us through the Eucharist in lonely chapels everywhere where no one comes to see him. And every single mass, he goes to that altar and he waits. And sometimes it's an empty chapel and a priest saying mass on his own. He comes, he stays, and he has never left. And he, and he subjects himself to pain and misery because of it and loneliness. <laughs> Anybody who understands the Eucharist or church history or just being Catholic or even Christian in general cannot deny the reality that God is lonely for us and desires us. The saints testify to this about how his mercy is painful for him because people don't want it and it burns him. Faustina described him saying that it burns me, it hurts because I have nowhere to go with it and I want to give it, but you have to receive it. And I think for me, that's what the Eucharist, that's why I'm thankful for the Eucharist because every single day I can go and look at him and he can look at me and he can touch me and I can touch him. And when did we stop doing the touching and confession? Cause we need to bring that back too. You know what I mean? Like just that the way that, Everything he did was to be as close to us as he could possibly get. And it's still that way. And that's why he stayed, because he wants to be as close as he can possibly get, like you said. And that is why I am thankful for the Eucharist in my life this Thanksgiving. I know. I think that's beautiful, because I think that, that lie that you're talking about is a lie that people have believed because Satan has convinced them of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, he is the ultimate deceiver. And God waits for us not because he wants to be this distant absent god he waits for us because he wants us to freely say yes to him he wants that free love and if he just came in and just started pound and pound and pounding right, like right. i'm forcing you to love me that's not love that's right. not real love he wants us to love him he wants us to go to him as he has come to us so this came to me as you were talking and it's just a moment i guess so you're talking about how he stays with us. And automatically I thought about Adam and Eve in the garden mm -hmm. and how the mass is our moment in the garden. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. It's the restoration of everything. That is beautiful. The oh mass is the restoration of everything. Never thought of it that way. It's so beautiful. Sorry. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad you shared that. <laughs> Oh yeah, so these, awesome. these ideas might like, they feel like oh my gosh, amazing, new, beautiful, like revolutionary. They might be, and yeah, <laughs> but I think most of the time they're 
2,000 years worth of mm-hmm. history yeah. and tradition and revelation and stuff. But when they come to you and that it's personal that personal way that God likes to just weave mm-hmm. in those truths, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Um, well, for me, like as a cradle Catholic and, you know, where it's just kind of like, that's the norm, you know, going to mass. There's been so many different times of like, where it's kind of, you know, my, my views of, of the Eucharist have just kind of gone back and forth where it just becomes like the habit and that, you know, you, you receive Jesus. So, you know, it's not really truly understanding what I'm doing and who that is. And um, I think a big catalyst for me, though, was um, several years back when I, I, um, I, I pushed it away for a good year. Um, but I was called to start veiling and it was God just telling me, this is this remind. I needed that reminder that it was, it was for me, it was an act of humility to start veiling. It was to remind myself that this place that I am truly in his presence. Um, cause I've talked in, talked to the other podcast or recording or mentioned before. I think that my, I've, I've been, um, by figuring out that my, my roots and maybe of sensuality and like all those feelings and where when I go into church and I am being, um, you know, pulled by my kids and all that, that I'm not really giving God the attention. And so veiling was that, that reminder that this is who God is. It doesn't matter these feelings. It doesn't matter. Like if my kids are going back up crazy screaming and I just don't want to be there, that God still wants me and he still is there. Like, but like, like Lord is saying like that he's waiting He's waiting for us. And one of the, 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 the Eucharistic prayer that has always just, just been so meaningful to me is, especially since, um, since, uh, like since I, uh, since I was married, like since the very beginning, like, like right after we, you know, got married was that, um, you know, God said, Jesus saying, this is my body given up for you and recognizing like that he, like when we give, we're giving our bodies to him in our everyday actions and our everyday things and to our families. And he gives us himself to us in that physical sense that we can sense of like, you know, that's so important to me. And I like, I'm all about these, like how I feel of this. And he gives us himself in a way that we can touch, we can taste, we can smell, um, you know, my kids have commented on Jesus being on my breath before, you know, <laughs> and, oh, the, I love that. <laughs> and all those, you know, those sensory ways that really is just telling me that he is here. Mm-hmm. And no matter what other feelings I'm feeling, even if like, I'm just still in this come almost apathetic going through the motions way of mass or, you know, way at mass, he has entered into me and then, the graces are still there and he still is present no matter what I am feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm thankful. Amen. Well, I think that's one reason why I really like veiling is because I've recently heard somebody say that one of the, the purposes of veiling is as an act of humility. Like you said, right. that this is not about me. And so when my kids are going crazy, when I'm not there as I would like to be, perfectly attentive with even when I'm not with my kids I'm still not perfectly attentive but realizing that like okay God God sees that but if I'm still persevering if I'm if I'm distracted by my kids and I look back or if I'm distracted by my thoughts but I realize it and I look back he sees that perseverance Mm -hmm. 
and he swoons over that. Yes. You know, like he, that's a perfect word. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't, yes, he wants our perfection. It talks about that in scripture. He wants us to be perfect, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And that can seem really, really daunting. But that's he his job. Not it's ours. his job. Yeah. Exactly. It's his job. And he, it, our, our job is to say yes to him. And yes, that can be a very, very difficult job, mm-hmm. but that job is to say yes to him. And will we ever be truly perfect in this life? Nah. <laughs> he wants our, he wants us to be made perfect for heaven. He wants us to be perfect in heaven with him. And so we are to persevere in that. We are to work towards that. And so I think that's that's another thing. And I think that is God is so merciful in us um, in terms of the Eucharist is that is that one, we can receive him with sins on our souls, right? Like we can go in there with venial sins and we can ask God for forgiveness for those in the mass and those are forgiven and, and we can go up and receive him. He doesn't, we don't have to be perfect to receive him. We don't have to be perfect for him to literally touch us and to come into us. And then it's so merciful for him to say, no, you can't receive me when you have mortal sin on your soul because he doesn't want us to, to live and die in that separation from him. He wants us fully his. He wants us to, to fully accept him. And part of that is to, to be humble enough to accept that I have done wrong. And I think it's also a mercy that God requires that we not receive the Eucharist when we have mortal sins on our souls. Because he doesn't, he, our relationship with him has already been broken through our choices. And so to receive him when that relationship is broken is is kind of a perverted way of receiving him. It's it's not ordered the correct way. We're still receiving him when we have the center in our soul that we are looking so deeply into ourselves that we just completely forgot about him altogether and we chose ourselves entirely over him in a grave way. And so he asks of us that we go to confession first so that we can be in full communion with him. And, and, and I think, therefore, when we receive him in the Holy Eucharist, that we would be open to and our souls would be clean to receive the effects of receiving him in the fullest way. It's the same mercy that kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden. The same mercy exists when we have mortal sin on our souls. Like you said, it is a mercy that we are not to receive because of the effects of receiving him in that state. Mm-hmm. Had Adam and Eve eaten from the tree of life in the state of their sin, that would have ended it. That would have created eternal consequences for them. And that is why in his mercy, he rushed them out of the garden, barred them from receiving it until he could make the provision to come, until Jesus would come as the provision for their sin. Mm -hmm. This is that same mercy that you're talking about that we see showing up in Eden, showing up on our altars every Sunday, asking us not to receive in a state of mortal sin, inviting us to receive, even if we think we might have venial sin, knowing that that has been forgiven in the Mass. But this mercy of the Eucharist showing up to be with us in our lives and waiting for us even till we can go to confession and get that sin off of our souls and come to him again, he stays and waits and longs for that person. And I know that a lot of people feel when they cannot receive the Eucharist for various reasons, whether they're not Catholic or they'll come to a Catholic church, they're asked not to receive. 
that can feel very cold to people who do not understand the mercy of that and what the Lord has done from his very beginning. He is not the one who has changed. He has always been the same, and he's always the same today. We are the ones who fall away and pull away and move away from him. And it was his mercy that keeps us here. With He keeps him here with us, waiting and coming again and again in the Mass to be with us. And it is for that reason that we are all very thankful for the Eucharist this Thanksgiving. Have a lovely Thanksgiving with your families. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And to all those who are not in the U.S., happy November. (laughs) (laughs) November Day. Well, and um, we're praying for you. We love you, too. Happy Feast of St. Clement. Oh, happy oh, there, there, there we go. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.